Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Inshallah, uh, we will talk about uh, some of the lessons that we can learn from uh, Surah Al-Kahf. Uh, the surah that was started, uh, it was recited part of it last night and it was completed tonight. Um, there are many different uh, things we can learn from this surah. And even if I just try to cover one of the stories mentioned in this uh, surah, it will take much longer than 10 minutes. So I will just talk about more about the lessons that we can learn from the inshallah. Um, first of all, uh, the surah was revealed uh, before the Sahaba first migrated to Habasha, which means that it was revealed during the times when Rasulullah and the Sahaba were going through many different kinds of hardships because of uh, the way Rasulullah was spreading the da'wah in the Mecca. And and this surah uh, talks about four different stories, and uh, I will talk just briefly about three of them, which is uh, one is about the Ashab al-Kahf, Second story is about Khidr uh, or Khadr, the different pronunciation, uh, which is not, the name is not mentioned in the Quran, rather it is mentioned in the Hadith of Rasulullah. In the Quran, it's just mentioned as a righteous uh, slave of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and the third story is about the Dulqa name. <coughs> when it comes to Ashab al Kahf, it is very relevant for the Sahaba in the time of Rasulullah as well. Because Ashab al-Kahf, in the story as mentioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, these were the people, uh, the youth, who were following the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and uh, they were given very difficult times from his own, their own people, even though they were the children of uh, the elites of the society. Because they did not follow their deen, uh, they turned against them. And they, uh, they, they seek refuge from those people, and they went away. So they kind of migrated away to protect their deen. And that was one of the uh, lessons for the Sahaba as well, or to learn from the story of Ashab al-Kahf that the difficulties that Sahaba were facing because of uh, the deen that they were following, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made them a way to protect their deen. And hence the Sahaba did migrate to Habasha to uh, protect their deen because they could not tolerate the different kinds of hardship that they were going through. So uh, that's one of the uh, stories that's mentioned in uh, in the Surah Al-Kahf. Second one, which is mentioned, is about the Khidr. And that story starts off like this, that uh, uh, as one of the hadith, Rasulullah talks about that, the Musa, والسلام, he was once addressing the Bani Israel, and he was uh, mentioning that, is there anybody who is more knowledgeable than him? And Allah wanted to show him that there are other slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who have different kinds of knowledge than what Musa was carrying. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him to go and meet that slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which was the Khidr of Khadr. And again, we will not go into detail, but the story talks about things that Khadr did. And before he 
did in front of Musa salam, he told them, okay, you can, you can learn from me as long as you stay patient and you don't question what I am doing. Meaning, because he was doing the things because of the knowledge Allah gave. Rather was doing the action, but Allah gave him the knowledge. So uh, first they start traveling and uh, uh, while they took the boat to cross the river, uh, after they done that, it was a, it was a, good, a good boat and Khadr uh, made a hole in it. Now, Musa could not resist. So right away he said, why did you do that? And the response of Khadr was again, to, to, was to him that, look, I told you, you will not be, be patient with me. And if you continue to be like this, we're going to go to, to two different ways. They moved forward and then they met a child. He was playing with the other child and Khadr went ahead and he killed him. Now, Musa according to his knowledge, what Allah gave him, he looked at it as if there's something wrong has happened. He could not resist. Again, he said, why did you kill, uh, uh, why did you kill an innocent boy? And upon which Khadr said again, look, I told you, you will not be able to resist. Hence, we, uh, we, we have to uh, separate from each other. Now, Musa he said that he forgot about that and uh, he started begging basically and he said he wanted to be with him. And he said, they continued on. And they moved on and they reached a village over there. The people who were supposed to take care of them, that's part of uh, uh, customs that uh, you, if uh, there's a guest coming in or there's some traveler, you take care of them. And they did not uh, perform any kind of... Uh, uh, the things that you're supposed to do with the guests. So now, um, uh, Musa and Khadr, they saw there was a wall which was crooked and was going to fall. So now, uh, Khadr went ahead and he started straightening the wall. And he straightened the wall and uh, did not ask for any kind of a reward in return. Now, Musa Islam again said, why did you do that? You could have asked for money. These guys did not take care of us while they were supposed to. Now, Khadr said, look, now we have to separate away from each other because you were not able to be patient. Patient meaning that here he had to uh, continue to not ask the questions because that was the deal here. And he was a righteous slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was not breaking the laws because there was a knowledge that was given to him that Musa did not have. So Khadr had a different knowledge. So, uh, uh, and, and then Khadr, uh, salam, he, uh, he gave him the answers about what happened. Why did he do that? And the uh, reasons were valid reasons that he gave that why he performed those actions. Uh, and I, I would really ask everyone to go and read the, uh, about the story. But anyways, now the third story is about Dhul-Qarnayn. Because Dhul-Qarnayn was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, he was a king. He was uh, one who has the authority Allah Azza wa Jal gave him on the earth from east to west. He was a much, much powerful person, but he was a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he was a thankful servant of Allah Azza wa Jal, and Allah gave him the authority on the earth to show the Quraysh as well because they're the one who came and asked some questions and one of the questions was about Dhul-Qarnayn. So he told Allah uh, mentioned about Dhul-Qarnayn how powerful he was. Meaning, now from these three stories what we can learn is this, that Allah is showing to us here, and this is, this is just some of the lessons. Obviously there are too many lessons you can gain out of them. But the main big lessons that we can learn from them is, first of all, in the, in the deen of, when we follow in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there can be hardship can come in our way. And we should not give up. We continue on the right path without changing anything that Allah has revealed to us. And even for that, 
if we have to move away from the place we are at, we are not able to perform the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we move away to the place where we can. This is number one from Ashab al-Kahab we can learn. Number two, from the Khidr story in Musa. Uh, that shows that sometimes you see things, they look very negative, or the things Allah Azawajal has commanded us to do, we may not see the immediate positive uh, results that we expect to be positive. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the best that what is, the, what is, what, what is behind the action Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us to perform. So as a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have to continue to do what the right thing is, even though the whole world may turn against us, but we still have to do what Allah has commanded us. Third thing from Dhul-Qarnan we can learn that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the end gives the authority to his slaves. So let's not be hopeless by looking at the situation in the world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised us to, Allah will give the Muslims the authority over the earth so we will bring the peace for ourselves and for the mankind. Okay, now at the end, inshallah, in the last uh, minute or so, I want to remind one, one more thing. This surah has a lot of blessings also. As one of the hadith Rasulullah Sallallahu says, Man hafidha ashara ayatin min awwali surat al-kahf usima min al-dajjal. Whosoever memorizes the 10 first 10 ayat of the surat al-kahf, he will be protected from the jal. Another hadith talks about the last khawatim, uh, the last part of the surat al-kahf memorized, he will be protected from the jal. Another hadith that says that whosoever uh, recites surat al-kahf every Friday, right? If anyone memorizes, uh, 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 anyone memorizes 10 verses, that, that, that's one thing, right? Second is person, person ten ayat and last ten ayat, and the third thing is, if a person recites Surah Al-Kahf, Allah will enlighten, illuminate a light between each Friday that He is reciting. Okay. Now the question that comes in in our mind is that look, we are reciting the Surah on a day, on a weekly basis. Many of us recite Surah Al-Kahf. Let's ponder on these things. This will strengthen our iman on the things that we are doing. So we will not be shaken because the more we recite things, and mashallah, the hafaz are reciting the Quran on a daily basis here. They know that to really memorize and retain it, they have to do it again and again. So now when we understand what we're doing also, can you imagine the impact of that um on the ummah? That people in the ummah, how many people are reciting Surah Al-Kahab in millions probably on every Friday? And some of them probably on the other days as well. But can you imagine that we always refresh these goals in our mind? That we have to stick with the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even if the, that causes trouble and we have to migrate, we'll migrate from one place to another place. And the, the things may not look apparently good for us when we're following the commands of Allah. But we have to still stick with it. And finally, we will get the authority on the earth as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised as Allah has done in the past. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.